0: This is Big Problems. I'm David Chen. I'm Stephen Tobolowsky. And welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is our first episode of of a brand new podcast venture between me and Stephen Tobolowski, legendary character actor who you may have seen in films such as Memento and Groundhog Day. Uh, so, what is the purpose of the show? What are we doing here? This is an advice podcast. People write into us at mail at bigproblemspodcast.com. That's mail at bigproblemspodcast.com.
1: And that's not like female. Correct. That's, that's, like that's not the
0: gendered noun. That is mail yeah. at bigproblemspodcast.com. And uh, you may get to hear your question read on air, and you may get to hear actor Stephen Tobolowski, who is one of the wisest people I know and who's lived one of the most interesting lives that I know. Uh, you may get to hear him answer your question on the podcast. You can write in about any number of topics, uh, from the incredibly existential to the ridiculously specific. All that we ask is that you are as specific as possible when describing it. So don't send in like a one-sentence email saying, how do I find love? Uh, instead, tell us about your specific situation. Tell us about what you're looking for and why you're writing it and what you're doing. And, and be as specific as possible because that will help us Uh, answer your question. It'll also help our listeners uh, sort of latch on to what you're talking about. I think that's about it, Tobo. Let's let's get into our first questions, again, which you can send into mail at bigproblemspodcast.com. You can also find more episodes of the show at bigproblemspodcast.com. So this email comes in from Zach Johnson from Woodenville, Washington. Zach writes in, Hello, my name is Zach, and I am a contentaholic I admit it now. I think I've reached rock bottom. I'm collecting media at a rate faster than I can consume it. I have been for a long time now. I don't think I will ever catch back up. Between TV shows, movies, podcasts, podcasts about movies, podcasts about TV shows, tweets about TV shows, tweets (laughs) about movies, console games and books, I'm calculating that with about 25 hours of TV being recorded each week, 10 hours of movies are queuing up, as are 15 hours of podcasts. Given that I consume most of the TV shows and podcasts at one and a half speed, That is 37 hours of content a week or almost a full-time job if I could actually spend that time just to keep up. Uh, And then Zach also has a backlog of hundreds of episodes of TV and movies, Netflix queue, DVDs, and so on and so forth. Um, Amazon Instant Video, a lot of podcasts, a lot of Kindle stuff, a lot of Goodreads. Anyway, skipping forward to the end of Zach's email here. I'm turning myself over to the Tobo 12-step program. Step one, admit I have a problem. Step two, believe that the power of Tobo can help restore the sanity. Step three, turn my will over to the care of Tobo. Step four, inventory, <laughs> see above. Step five, admit my faults. Step six, be ready for Tobo to remove these faults. Step seven, humbly ask Tobo to remove these faults. Step eight, make a list of hard drives and devices I have harmed collecting all of this. Step nine, make amends with said hard drives. Man, there are a lot of steps in 12-step programs, yada, yada, yada. Almighty Tobo, Do I just delete it all and go cold turkey and then abstain for the rest of my life? But I so need SlashFilm.com, Game of Thrones, Cast of Kings, Serial, Nerdist. We have concerns. Station agents, Archer, Americans, 12 Monkeys, etc., etc., etc. Should I quit consuming media to be able to be a maker instead of a consumer? Should I quit cold turkey or wean it down to a very small number? How do you, Stephen and David, choose which media to consume and have time to create new things? End quote. That comes in from Zach from Woodenville, Washington. Stephen, what say you about Zach's
1: question? Zach, you have a pro- <laughs> you have a big problem. You have a very big problem. The only way you could watch all this stuff is if you were on the crew of the spaceship in Interstellar going to the black hole. So, you, you, you can define your problem a couple of ways. We know, and I don't mean this in a harsh way, you are a hoarder. But you, you could take a look that you're a, a physical hoarder in having all those hard drives and watching all this stuff. And if, if that's the problem, you want to turn over to Tobo, uh, then you have the clear out of the closet rule, which is two years is what I get. it. If I don't wear a pair of pants in two years, they're out of the closet. <laughs> uh, so if you don't look at Game of Thrones in two years, delete. You could always stream it <laughs> later if you need to. But, Zach, that isn't your real problem. Your real problem is that you are a spiritual hoarder. So I ask you the question, and I ask you fully knowing you can't answer me right now. Why do you collect all of this stuff? David, why do you think Zach collects all this stuff?
0: Well, I, I, you know, I don't have a collection as big as Zach's, but I have a fairly substantial collection. And I think, you know, if I'm to fit this into the construction that you said, Tobo, about being a spiritual hoarder, having stuff that you're going to watch later— feels good. You know, having it on your hard drive, it feels good because you're thinking, man, maybe I'll enjoy it. Maybe it'll be awesome. I have this thing to look forward to.
1: Exactly. You are dealing with the future. People who hoard substitute acquiring with achieving. People who hoard want to achieve... And they substitute that other A word, acquire, in that. And, of course, the two junctures between acquiring and achieving are people who are collectors, people who collect hats, who collect bottle caps, all that. Then you acquire and you call that achieving. So, Zach, I am saying what you are hungry for to really stop this massive abuse of hard drives is to feed your hunger to achieve. I would say this. I take a look at history. Uh, the Jewish Sabbath says disconnect. I take a look at Henry David Thoreau, Walt Whitman. They were onto something. I think clearing our heads and getting into nature and disconnecting is the first step to finding our souls. So, Zach, I encourage you to achieve, to concentrate on achieving, and in doing so, disconnect from the electronics for a while. And I think you'll find those hard drives diminishing.
0: Interesting, interesting advice, Tobo. My thoughts are the following. I can relate with a lot of what Zach is saying here. I mean, I have a lot of shows I want to watch. I have stuff I have a full time job I need to get to, and you know a lot of stuff i I want to take care of. I want to create on a weekly basis as well mm-hmm. it 's hard to to figure out what to do so he, that tobo 's advice is generally you know get away from it all, spend more time creating.
1: You not might. all the time. Not right. all the time. But just you, you have to have some checkup. Remember, the main thing you're trying to do is achieve. And to achieve, you need to be inspired. So I get it. You want to be inspired by the media you download and the media you watch. But if you don't take the time to watch it or if you can't watch it to be inspired, then, then basically you're, you're being enormously counterproductive.
0: Right. So to translate that into practical – Advice What I would say is uh, you got to make difficult decisions. You got to make some tough choices, right? And you got to prioritize which things you're going to consume. You got to say, I can do three podcast episodes per week, I can do three hour long episodes of TV a week, right? Figure out what you're going to do, prioritize, commit, and then Execute the plan.
1: And well, that's that's an that's another point too, because the key to all art isn't just inspiration, but is choice. So I think it's really important, Zach, that you do what David says and make a choice.
0: Yeah, make a choice. Say I'm doing Game of Thrones and Big Problems podcast, and that's it. You know, or Tobolsky Files, and that's it. Right. David,
1: yeah, Toboloski Files and watching Stephen Toboloski in big time in Hollywood, Florida.
0: That's right. That's right. You know, just commit to what you're going to do. And that's step one. Step two, be okay with not watching everything. You know, learn to accept the fact that we will not get through everything in our lifetimes. And uh, just, just be okay with it which is a a big challenge. But I think uh, that's how I get through every week is I have a few things I know I'm going to watch and then I just accept that I can't get to something until the next vacation I have. Right. Yeah. So that email comes in from Zach from Woodenville, Washington. We hope you found that helpful. And uh, uh, we hope you, yeah, clear clear off the hard drives, simplify down to a few priority things you want to consume and be okay with not consuming everything else. This email comes in from Alex D. from Colorado, who writes into mail at bigproblemspodcast.com. I'm a writer and music producer that is struggling to break in and actually get involved in the community. I love the process of creating stuff, but I'm in this hate spiral where I feel like my work isn't good enough. So I feel awkward meeting people, especially at a higher level. I feel I lack that creative currency or the preternatural charisma that allows some to insinuate themselves into the scene. I'm struggling to summon that killer instinct of aggressive vigilance that seems to characterize all successful people. So specifically, I'm desperate to know about Stephen Tobolowski's attitude and specific things he did to remain vigilant, especially in the beginning of his career. So often, successful people parrot the, I worked really hard, only it wasn't hard because I loved it. But many athletes brutalize their bodies only to be knocked out in a single punch and many artists create an immense amount of work but remain broke. This isn't really a request for how to make money. I'm trying to get inside Tobo's attitude specifically to carry me through what feels like extreme solitude in the wasteland of downtown L.A., or to create some kind of psychic loophole that will get me collaborating with artists that are in a position to mentor me. It's especially tough in the electronic music field where many established people come off as standoffish and elitist unless you're already an insider. I imagine this is also true in Hollywood. I gotta know, Stephen, as an actor, what did Stephen Tobolowski do when he woke up? What was he thinking about? Was he going Tony Robbins and shouting at himself in the mirror? Was he taping pictures of his role models to a dream board, relentlessly following up leads, getting random scripts and doing bits in his free time, going to parties? Thank you so much for your time. The podcast is helping me through a pretty rough move to L.A. That comes in from Alex D. from Colorado. So, Stephen, when you were starting out, were you... Screaming at yourself in a mirror, blasting M and M's till I collapse. You know, practicing Shakespeare lines. What was yeah? Your...
1: I have to be. I have to be honest with you. You know, the when I first came out to Los Angeles, there was a lot of despair, a lot of despair of not knowing where to go and what to do. Uh, I often get a question of people saying, "Stephen, if you could look back on yourself in the past, what advice would you give yourself?" And the main thing I'd want to get rid of. Alex, and I think this goes to the heart of your letter a little bit, is to eliminate some of that despair. And part of that despair is, you You, you kind of mentioned at the beginning, uh, there's a difference between being an artist and insinuating yourself into a scene. There's a difference between creating, of course, and socializing and selling. These are all different skills. You don't necessarily have to be great at selling to be an artist. Uh, The thing I have found and what I would tell myself in the past when I looked at that vast wasteland that I dealt with, do something. If you do something, people will come. I used to go to parties all the time when I first came out to L.A. hoping I would be able to talk to someone or insinuate myself into a better situation. It never worked. The only thing that worked was when I did a play for nothing, a play that I believed in, and people came to see it. And then casting directors came to see it, and it got good reviews. Or when that didn't work, I tried to be in rock and roll. I tried to be a rock and roll star. I wrote rock songs. Uh, I wrote stories. Uh, I, I, I took a job in children's theater just to have theater. Do something. And people will come to you. You will be known by what you do. Now, in all these little times in between to fill the time, to keep from falling into the abyss of despair, take classes. Take classes in whatever you want to take classes in, whatever you could afford. Some classes are free. I took voiceover classes. This is specifically in terms of art. I took improv classes, scene study classes. Keep learning. Uh, I took free classes in uh, the Psalms and in the Torah, free. Uh, I took free classes in literature and poetry, free. Uh, You feel your work isn't good enough and you're afraid— of insinuating yourself with people because you're afraid you'll be viewed poorly. Often when you feel that your work is not good enough, it's because has nothing to do with whether your work is good or bad, but as to whether you felt inspired. Being inspired is what makes you have confidence in your work. So what I would say to you, Alex is put yourself in situations where you can be inspired. So things you could do for free, read poetry, read Shakespeare, uh, whether you're religious or not, read the Psalms. If you're religious, the Psalms really work. Uh, go to plays, symphonies, opera. And I don't just mean high-tone stuff. Go to country western stuff. Go go to open mic nights and watch bad comedians. Go to folk festivals. Take a community college course in math or physics or in photography. Something that will trigger inspiration. And Alex, once you start feeling inspired, you will be able to do something and you will have the confidence to to talk to anyone, and you won 't have to insinuate yourself into any situation because you are doing something, and doing something is the magnet that will bring people to you
0: very good advice stephen and yeah to, to summarize, uh, it sounded like there are a few components you would say: uh, one is like invest in yourself, you know take classes, learn more things, uh, get inspired, put yourself in a situations you can get inspired and um, create something so great that it cannot be ignored.
1: And, and, if, and, and if you find yourself just at loose ends with nothing to do, you could call up Zach because he's got a lot of media you two can watch together. <laughs>
0: that sounds like a good – we could make a lot, that connection. A lot of stuff. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode. Uh, these episodes are going to be a lot shorter than anything else I've ever done. But that's the point. We're going to be here every single week answering your questions at mail at bigproblemspodcast.com. Find more of our episodes at bigproblemspodcast.com. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Let us know what you think of the show. We'll see you guys later.
1: Bye-bye.